0: Thank you, Pastor Bonnie, and you look lovely. (laughs) Well, you guys who didn't make Sunday Bible class this morning, you missed it, because we ought to watch a movie clip of Superman. (laughs) And, uh, you know, there's something about it. Gino, that was so good, because we're all like, yes, oh, wow. And sometimes we feel like we're a Superman. You know, here I come to save the day. Mighty Mouse is on. Yes, everybody. <laughs> but that was wonderful. Um, if you were late for Sunday Bible class, you missed the movie. But anyway, thank you for that. It was a wonderful teaching. And and the fact that we have a superman. We have a super, super, superman. We have a super, super, super supernatural man, Jesus, the Savior of the world. So, you, you know, not only do we have Jesus, our Redeemer, our Savior, but we also have the Holy Spirit. We were talking about the Holy Spirit this morning, the same spirit, right, Zosh, that raised Jesus from the dead. If you've given your life to God by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ... You are full of the Holy Spirit. This is the house. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And also, guess what else you have? You have the good daddy. Jesus called him Abba. Aramaic for daddy. Abba, father. And we're going to look at that today, the good daddy So let's start with Psalm 121, 5 through 6. The Lord is your keeper. How about reading it with me? The Lord is your keeper, is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Now, this word moon is significant because the word moon is luna in, in the Latin. And if you track it back... That's where we get the word lunatic. <laughs> Which means crazy. <laughs> so people believe that, that you would go crazy during certain times of the movement of the moon or the cycle. So that's why they prayed that. They prayed that they would be protected during certain phases of the moon. Now, is that crazy? That's just a little aside. Okay, so the point is... We all are a little crazy. Amen. You're agreeing much too much. <laughs> I know that I'm crazy sometimes. <laughs> I, know, I know that sometimes I say, why did I say that? Ugh, and then you can't take it back. Or, why did I do that? I look so stupid. Yes. you know. But we do. That's what you talked about today, Gina, how we mess up, but still God loves us. And he doesn't reject us. <laughs> so the, the world, think about it. The world's starving for love, right? Isn't yes. Yes. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> so anyway, so the world is starving for love. And you know, one of the huge... Biggest reason is, and you know this, the missing father. Yes. I remember James Dobson did a special on prime time one time, and it was about where's daddy? Yes. Yes. And uh, he talked about that in the prison on death row, that this, this guy who was in the prison used to do Mother Descartes, and he made a fortune on Mother's Day cards. And they he said, I'm going to do it for Father's Day. And then when he did it for Father's Day, not one person wanted a Father's Day card. That breaks my heart. So where's daddy? So that's why I entitled this today, The Good Daddy, because the world's starving for love. And one of the reasons is... They've never had the Father's blessing. They've never had the Father's love. They've never had the Father's emotional affection. They've never had the Father's time. Did you know that love is spelled T I M E? Yes. We give more time to our pet than we do to our kids. And our phone. Thank you. Good point. We give more time to our phone. (laughs) Yes, right. Okay, so anyway, you know, Jesus, you, you can tell in the scripture, Jesus loved his father, and the father loved his son. And um, so we thank you, Abba, that you raised Jesus from the dead because we have eternal life be- because of it. You know, so we're a generation that are, you could name it all, but I will. People are depressed, suicidal, angry, violent, we live in a world where people don't even say thank you anymore. Have you noticed that? Yes. You know, just take it for granted. And yet we must look at the outside behavior of that. Don't look at the. I mean, to don't look at the outside behavior because inside that wounded person is someone who hates themselves, yes. yeah. who's someone who has been molested, Someone who's been abused or abandoned or rejected. Someone who's, when you see their addiction, they're not mean and bad. It's because they're wounded. See, when I worked on my healing back in the 80s and 90s, that's the one thing the Lord gave me was that I would accept you where you are. Margaret, I accept you where you are. Now, she's, she's an angel, but I'll just pretend with all your faults and all the things wrong with you, but all the woundings that you have that cause you to be mean to me. (laughs) But see, I can't look at that person from a worldly point of view. I need to look at them from a heavenly point of view because the good daddy sees who we really are. The good daddy sees our hurt, our pain. The good daddy loves us just as we are. The most famous song of all, just as I am, just as I am. Oh, God, thank you. Because you and I, not everybody probably, some of you were perfect. (laughs) But we were messes. (laughs) And, and, And Abba Father said, I'm coming after you. And the Father wooed us to him. And the Holy Spirit led us to Jesus. And the thing that has to happen as we grow as a Christian is that the thing Jesus does is leads us to the Father. Because when we have an experience, supernatural experience, Knowing and getting the revelation that God, the Father, is a good daddy and he loves us. He blesses us. He pours his love into us. And if you had seen the last message, we looked on the screen of when we were born again, all that the God had put in us we have the love of the Father. We have the heart of the Father. We have an anointing that we the Holy Spirit allows us and helps us see things that we couldn't normally see. Well, there's so much, but we are blessed by the Father. It's the Father's blessing that causes us to feel worthwhile, that causes us to feel significant if we never have that experience with the Father. And I don't know about you, a lot of Parents, I mean, a lot of children had parents, I'm speaking of the father right now, though, that abandoned them, that rejected them, who criticized them, who made them feel that they were less than, who never had healthy affection, healthy physical affection. They never had time with the father. They never had the father tell them, for a young girl, like my son Daniel, I asked my granddaughter Kayla one day, I said, you are so beautiful. Do you think you're beautiful? She says, yes. It's because he would tell her all the time she was beautiful. Other fathers may have said, you are bad. You are stupid and dumb. The stories that I've heard of what fathers have done to children. And they grow up with all this pain, all this wounding. We need the good daddy. And every single person in this room needs to have that experience. And Jesus cries, Abba, Father. And he leads us to the Father. So, John 16, 32 through 33 Jesus said, Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, now has come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I've spoken to you, that in me you have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The thing I wanted to bring out is that this really did happen. Everybody scattered when he went to the cross. Everybody left him except his mother, and John. And Peter, we heard this morning, Peter denied him, even cursed, that he didn't know Jesus. But Jesus knew one thing. Abba was with him and would never leave him. And that moment on the cross when his father had to forsake him, it was because of you and me. We're the reason... Jesus had in him all of our stuff. That was the reason, and that was the only time. So then when he was resurrected, we know that he went back and sat on his throne of majesty at the right hand of the Father, right? So, the good daddy. Did you know it's supernatural to be born again? Some of you know. Wow, I'm surprised. It is a supernatural thing. You said yes, but then something supernatural, how can we explain it? We can't. Why do we ask why? We can't always know why. Something supernatural, we may never understand it all because we're not God. So, But it's supernatural. I just want you to know that. But anyway, after all that Jesus did, after all that he sacrificed, we still say, when we're going through something hard, where are you, God? You know, it's because we forget. That's why I wanted to do communion different today. We forget. Jesus said, remember me. Remember me, remember me, remember how much I love you, how much I gave because I love you, how much you mean to me. Me and the Father and the Holy Spirit, we're for you. And if we're for you, who can be against you? Remember me. And we still say, where are you, God? And we do feel like that. We feel like he's gone somewhere. But let me tell you this story. It's a story from an African tribe the boys who had turned 12 years old had to prove their manhood so they would take them out to the jungle bl- jungle blindfold them and set them on a stump and they would have to be out in the jungle all night long like that and of course can you man- i don't know how you think of it if I, it was me i would be terrified noises and growls and insects and weird birds and maybe creepy crawly thing i don't know But I'm sure they were terrified. See, if they ditched and took off their blindfold and ran back to the village, then they were considered not men. Listen to this. If they stayed, the next morning someone would take off the blindfold and it turns out their daddy had been sitting there all night long. With them. That's the good daddy. Wow, that story got me. The good daddy. I'm going to read a scripture. Psalm 121. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel, he who keeps you shall neither slumber nor sleep. That's the good daddy, the magnificent father, the God of the universe, and he loves you so much. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. (coughs) And so the disciples were in the boat going across the sea. Jesus fell asleep, and then the storm comes, and they said, Master, Master, Rabbi, help us. We're going to perish. He wakes up, and he says... How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have no After all that you've seen, would you hand me my water, please? After all you've seen me do, after you've seen all that Abba Father has done through me, don't you have faith yet? That's for you and me. So it's almost like he's saying, how many times is it going to take for you to trust me? How many times? When things go wrong, you fall apart. When things go wrong, you have an anxiety attack. When things go wrong, you blame that other person. You Remember when you point a finger, there's three pointing back. <laughs> so how many times is it going to take you? To trust me. See, I have to ask myself that every day, in every situation. He is the good daddy. John 14, 9, Jesus said, if you see me, you see the Father. And that's because in John chapter 14, he was talking to the disciples to tell them that he doesn't do anything Except the father tells what his father tells him. He doesn't go anywhere unless the Father tells him where to go. He doesn't do anything without the Father. In fact, when Jesus would go away by himself, early, early, early in the morning, it was to have time with Father. And so he said, "When you see me, you see the Father." And then Philip says, "But why don't you just show us the Father?" And Jesus had to be disappointed. He said, Philip, how long have you known me? How long have you known me? He who's seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show me the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? And, of course, Jesus goes on to explain the authority that he has that he has given us. In Colossians 2, 9 and 10, it says, The fullness of the deity dwelled in Christ in bodily form, and you are complete in him. You have the same fullness that Jesus has, who is the head over every power and authority. So what we see here, did you know that we keep looking to Jesus But he points us to the Father. The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus Christ. He points us to the Father. And in Colossians 2, 9 and 10, we see that Jesus was in a body. He had to leave. You talked about it this morning, Zosh, about he had to leave because he had to send the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was in a body. Why? Because he had human flesh. But the Father is Spirit. And he doesn't and can't be (coughs) limited by flesh. So we are like Jesus because we have a body. He had a body. The fullness of the deity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit was in Jesus. And we have the same fullness. We're complete in him. So how long will it take you to trust me? Have you not faith yet? So we are to glorify the Father. You know, in John 14:12 it says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. See, that's because Jesus had to leave, send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what helps us to do the greater works. We can reach a lot more people than Jesus could have. Yes. Amen. If every single person in this room, now don't get mad at me. Would go out this week and talk to some one person about jesus conviction, 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 no <laughs> and talk about one talk to one person about Jesus. How many people are here today, Pastor Bonnie? <laughs> How many people would might possibly come to Jesus in just one week. Whew, But see, Jesus couldn't do that. He could only reach one person. We are many. We can reach many. So we are to glorify the Father. And read this with me. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified that's what we're supposed to do we're here to glorify the father and Jesus is still asking after all this time you still don't believe 1 John four seventeen says herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world. We are like Jesus in this world. Yes. Amazing. Nobody wants to believe that as a Christian. I know, because I talk to people. Now, you know, I'm bad. I'm, oh, I do everything wrong. You know, oh, she's better than I am. Oh, I wish I could be like him. No. You know, this should not be. This should not be. How long... Will it take before you believe me? Anybody ever heard of William Wilberforce? This was a man, William Wilberforce, hard to say. But he was a politician in the British Parliament and he lived 1759 to 1833, way before our time. And he loved Abba Father. He loved God. He walked with Him. He knew the Word of God. He studied the Word of God. He dwelled with time around the Word with with the Father. But anyway, he single handedly ended the horror of slave trading in the British Empire. And he persevered when people were persecuting him, criticizing him, coming against him. But he would stand firm even when he got discouraged, and one day he was ready to give up. So he opened up his Bible, and a piece of paper fell out, and it was a letter written about 10 years earlier by the evangelist John Wesley. It was written to him by John Wesley, and he had written, he had read it, but he had forgotten about it, that on this day, when he felt that he just had to give up, he couldn't fight this battle anymore. Nobody was on his side. They fought him the whole way. They, they called him names. They turned against him. So here's what Wesley wrote. And this was written exactly six days before Wesley died, this letter. And decades later, William is reading this when he wanted to give up. But he believed God. You can believe God, but you can also feel like you want to give up. So anyway, here's what the letter said. Unless the divine power has raised you up, I see not how you can go through your glorious enterprise in opposing the bad villainy of slavery, which is a scandal of religion of England and of human nature. I can just hear Wesley because he was a fervent preacher. Unless God has raised you up for this very day, you'll be worn out by the opposition of men and the devil's. But if God before you, who can be against you? Are all of them stronger than God? Oh, be not weary in well-doing. Go on in the name of God and in the power of his might till even American slavery shall vanish before it. That he who has guided you from youth might continue to strengthen you in this and all things in prayer, your affectionate servant, John Wesley. Amen. And William Wilbur For- went on. And in 1833, the Parliament passed the Slavery Abolition Act and ended slave trading throughout the British Empire. And Wilbur Forrest died three days later. Later. I don't know about you, but that inspires me. You know, like George was saying this morning before service, he's in a lot of pain, you guys. And some of you may not know this, but then when he, people notice that it's working, he says, but this is nothing. I wish he could say it because it's fervent. This is nothing compared to what Jesus suffered for me. Wilberforce suffered a lot, and we can have no idea how much. But Abba Father was with him and never left him. And can you believe it? Wesley wrote him a letter, which he didn't need until that one day of depression and discouragement I'm sorry Diane I'm gonna give a testimony for you one day I took her to Publix because she can't drive anymore I took her to Publix and she's in there and she was discouraged and dis- depressed and some man who she didn't even know just came up to her and said don't give up and that was it <clears throat> Don't give up. Don't give up. 1 Peter 1.3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth and a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And guess what? This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Through faith, you are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last day. And that's talking about when Jesus comes back, when he comes back for us, if you're still living on this earth. If not, you're going to come back with him and get the others on a white horse. So, John 16, 27, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me, Jesus said, and have believed that I came forth from God. So, do you still not believe? What is it going to take for you to trust me? I know this is heavy, you guys, but I'm telling you, the days are dark. Jesus is returning and we can't be playing silly little church anymore. We've got to believe. We've got to trust Him. We've got to know that, ah, the Father will never give up on us. He will never give up on you. He's here. He watches over you. He never sleeps. And when you think there's nobody there, and when you think even God is there, if you open your eyes, you'll see He's been sitting with you the whole time, watching over you. So, John twenty seventeen. Jesus said, "Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead and tell my brothers, the disciples, tell them, I'm ascending to my Father, and your Father, to my God, and your God. Did you know that Jesus referred to God as Father about 165 times in the New Testament? And he was referred as Father 15 times in the Old Testament. So let's look about what Jesus. I'm going to go real quickly through the, they're on the screen. It is Jesus who calls God Abba Father. It is Jesus who teaches us to pray to God as Father. It is God the Father that never sleeps. He, he's our true and eternal Father. You think an earthly Father is your Father? No. You're a real daddy is in heaven right now waiting for us and watching over us. He cares for us and provides for us. He hears and answers our prayers. He disciplines us because he loves us. <laughs> he receives us, John 3:16. He forgives us through the blood of Jesus his son who cleanses us from all sin. He rejoices over us, Zephaniah 3:17. This is a song that I wrote, God danced the day you were born. Oh, yes. <laughs> And Zephaniah 3.17, it says that God rejoices over you with singing. And that word rejoices means he leaps and twirls. (laughs) How about that? Did you know God did that over you because he loves you? And he delights in us. And this is where the prodigal son came home to the father. He delights in us and throws a party. (laughs) He sacrificially loves us. Romans 8, 32, God did not spare his own son to buy us back from the devil. So God, the Father, is personally, emotionally, and even sacrificially involved with us. Say that with me. He is personally, emotionally, and even sacrificially involved with us he is the good daddy. Draw near to God, Amen. because He's constantly drawing near to you, waiting for you to receive Him. He loves. He loves to bless His children. I'm going to close this out with a story. This is a true story. Y'all know who Jane Hyatt and Barbara Kleiber are. They were they are the leaders and ministers of the Ark in Ukraine. Well, Jane had set up a tour for me, this is back in the 90s, for me to minister in different cities across Ukraine. We end up in this one city, and I had been doing this seminar on forgiveness and unforgiveness. And because I had previously experienced the love, like I told you, the Heavenly Father, I started calling him the Good Daddy. And uh, even now when I pray, I say, Abba, I love you. Abba, you love me. You let me get out from this crossroad. Oh, thank you. And oh, Abba, you love me. You gave me two of the best sons in the whole world and the most wonderful daughter-in-law. Abba, you love me. Oh, Abba, thank you for three TVs. Thank you for a car. (laughs) Thank you that I have a house and I'm not on the streets but I love you. I know you love me. Well, anyway, so I had been <laughs> doing this seminar. <laughs> and when the day was over, and I talked a lot about the good daddy. So we were rushing to leave the building because we had a train to catch to another city. And a usher came up to us and said, hey, here's a young man who wants to talk to you. And we kept saying, well, the, everybody was saying, she's got to catch a train. She's got to catch a train. So we finally were urged to just take a moment and talk with him. So... Thank God we did. Turns out he was a high priest in the satanic church in Ukraine. Now, the girl that was with him, now, I'm not exaggerating. She looked like a ghoul. You know what a a ghoul is? Okay. I have to be honest with you. I felt a little tinge of scary in me (laughs) when I was with those two. I know it was the Holy Spirit... Warring against the evil spirit. So, anyway, uh, (laughs) he said he wanted to know about this good daddy. You know, we take these things for granted. They had actually come there to interfere with the ministry. But he had been touched by God. Hearing about the good father, that God's a good daddy. The Holy Spirit had reached him, and the father was drawing him to salvation. And we prayed with him to receive Jesus, and he did. Then I asked the girl if she would like to receive Jesus. She shirked back. But we left the guy in the hands of this other godly man there at the church. Romans five eight says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let's read that together. Yes. Yes. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Abba, Father, we have come in the name of your only begotten Son, our Savior and our Redeemer. And we thank you. We believe that your Holy Spirit is telling us what we need to know today and for this day forward, that you're the good Daddy, that you don't abandon us, you don't reject us, no matter how bad we get, that you love us with an everlasting love, with a love that is so unconditional, that you want to do what's best for us, that agape love. We thank you, Abba, that you know us, and you see our ugliness, and you say, I love you. I want you just as you are. Come to me. Draw near to me. I love you. Thank you, Abba, Father, that we can actually know you, and we can have a personal, intimate relationship with you, and we love you, too, because you first loved us. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to do something different. I just want us to take a moment, and this is the close of the service. And I want you to, just someone near you, I guess you too can do that. to just pray for one another. And pray, you can do it out loud or you can do it silently, that they would know the good daddy because it will change your life. You won't be religious anymore. You won't be just going to church anymore. You won't be just trying to be good on your own power. It changes your life to know the good daddy. Just Pastor Louis, I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you if you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is ten thirty each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at theLivingCornerstone.org. Be blessed.